My name is Wes Watkins. I'm, hello everybody. I know most of you very well. I've grown up with you. Uh, the senior pastors are my parents. And so uh, what I would say is if you've ever gotten in a lot of trouble and you've, gotten a, you've done really bad and you said, I've got to go talk to the pastor. I've talked to the pastor more than anybody in here. <laughs> I've been forgiven more than anybody in here. Uh, but my goal today is, uh, I'm not a Bible scholar and I, I don't feel like you're a pastor, but I am a pastor downstairs. And uh, my dad asked me, when he asked me to even, if I wanted to, uh, to talk on a Wednesday or Sunday, I just began to pray. And as I was praying, I just saw a room full of people. And I thought, Sunday it is. And... Uh, and I just kind of told my dad that. Well, when I was praying, I saw a lot of people. He was like, Sunday it is. And I was like, oh, man, Sunday it is. Because uh, my, my heart and my passion is not up here on Sunday. If you all know me, I'm, I'm hanging out in the back, greeting and just and doing my thing. I want to pray for every single person that walks through. But what I want to, my heart is just to, to share with what's going on in this body. And first and foremost, wow. I mean, this is what comes from a, a couple of people chasing after Jesus. And so I want to give you a piece of what I see on, on Fridays, uh, during the week, just a, a short testimony. I, I don't think I need the whole time. I don't know how it's even going to go today. Uh, after Crystal started uh, getting rowdy, I thought we may just drop and start praying and, and start seeing miracles. I, I could care less to preach it up. Amen. Hey, and, and I'm even feeling that real quick, even before I, even before I start today. Uh, we've seen uh, pain leave so dramatically lately. I, I can't even explain it. Uh, and so if you're hurting right now, I just want to pray before we even continue on. If you have a pain in your body or something you've been given to God, let's just, uh, I just want just, just to lay that out real quick. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your Son. We do pray that no weapon formed against us would prosper. We bind our mind to the mind of Christ today. So, Father, any pain, any, any doubt coming against us right now would go in Jesus' name. Any anxiety, any false burden that's coming against you would go right now. Peace across your body. Thank you, Father. More. We just love you today. Oh, thank you in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen, amen. Listen, I, I have, as soon as my dad told me I was talking, I, I couldn't get this out of my brain. I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and just laying out scriptures and running through scriptures. And I know, I know there's people in here today that don't need another good message. And so the, what's been on my heart and what's been on just what I've seen is less talk and more power. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we are a body that we equip the believers around here. And so what, what I see is us just doing what God's called us to do. And so, uh, man, can we get a couple of pictures on, on, on Fridays? On Friday evening, uh, a couple of, I guess it was a couple of years ago, Somebody came to me and they were like, I didn't even know we had a food pantry here. And I was like, I guess we don't do a very good job of telling people we have a food pantry. Uh, but on, on Fridays from 1.30 to 6, we have a food pantry ministry here. Uh, 
And we began to name it Outreach because we just started seeing so much more than just food. Uh, when they first come in, I mean, at 1.30, uh, oh, my. Yeah, this is just a, a start. This is before the pantry's open. Yes, Brother Junior Raymond, who's about to turn 21, and just some people. And, you know, and while we're here, we don't run around with the camera all the time. Uh, we don't want to exploit anybody, and a lot of people don't want to be shown that they're down here getting food at the food pantry, you know. Uh, but this is what we do. This is our body. Oh, my. The workers, yes. Yes. So I give a couple of disclaimers every time we open up on Friday. Uh, usually I'm crammed in. We're opening in the coffee shop. There's standing room only. Uh, everybody's hungry. They're hot. They're sweating. They've been standing outside waiting. And so I don't run through scriptures the whole time and give them this long message but I do share my heart every week. Sometimes it gets a little longer if I attended a funeral or something like that. But we just have the, the craziest uh, group of people come in there. Uh, my first disclaimers are, you know, we, we, uh, we work with the, the food bank and uh, Food King to get, to get, to get food for, the, for all the people. And so your money and all the money you give and stuff, that, this is what stocks our food pantry. Uh, <laughs> But it is expired food, and it, sometimes they're dented cans. And uh, we've had complaints. People call, "Hey, I got some milk yesterday from the food pantry, and it was expired." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, it was expired." And so we've continually worked to get to get the best for these people, to work to get better. Uh, so now lately, it seems like all the organic food that people can't afford, uh, it's been coming in, and uh, we're working with the local farmers to get really amazing stuff for these people. But just as I'm walking through. We see miracle after miracle after miracle. And I'm not a part of all these. It's really our team. In fact, if, you're, uh, if you've ever served at our food pantry ministry, will you just stand up real quick? Any time. Just stand up. Now look around. Oh, my gosh. God has given me the most amazing team. Every person standing. I love you so much. Uh, oh, my, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I, I would have rather just stayed around and prayed for everybody. Um, but one thing that I do share is that I, I'm really rough around the edges. I'm not like uh, I probably took the the broad road uh, compared to my parents. They are Jesus loving, uh, dedicated me to the the Lord in the womb. Uh, but I, I definitely decided to go a different path. And I, I found out things the hard way. Uh, I met my wife, Miss Casey. <laughs> oh, we'll be married 20 years next month, today. <laughs> when we came back to San Angelo, we just started chasing after the Lord. Uh, we both got baptized together and and just begin chasing after God. Uh, when my parents began to get filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, they, we all started sharing, started praying, and this is what happened. Oh. And so there's a, there's a part of me down there at the outreach where I feel like people relate to me, where I've been given a lot of grace in my life, and so we give a lot of grace down there. And... I know the, the, the gospel of grace has gotten so convoluted, but down there, we don't have to worry about a lot of things that other people worry about. We just love on them. 
In fact, just briefly, you know, the first, one of the first testimonies that I, I could even think of happened Friday, and I was standing out talking to a and to a woman, and she was hurting all over, and her pain barely began to leave in her. She said, I've been waiting on my son. And she said, just received a horrible diagnosis, and we're living in our car. And I just thought, I just, I couldn't even hardly relate. And I was just praying, Lord, do something to that young man. About five minutes goes by, we're praying, she's like, where is my son? He is taking forever. And I'm like, well, that's a good sign. <laughs> he comes walking out. He comes walking out of the outreach. He's like, his arms are raised. He's like, man, I just rededicated my life today. I just, <laughs> no, my gosh. <laughs> and he didn't know that I did a Holy Spirit setup. I handed his number to Judy. And I was like, Judy, he needs Jesus. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we got him. Uh, is this a good time? Do you want to share? Yeah, I want to ask Judy if she would share about that testimony and, and what God's been doing with the pantry with that. No, give me a chance to calm down for a second. I love you. Well, I identify. When I found out I was speaking to all of you on Sunday morning, I got a little nervous. But I'm really honored. I'm really honored to get up here and tell you about what Jesus has been doing. You know, God's always had a feeding program. He rained manna down from heaven for the children in the wilderness. But my favorite story of his feeding program happened on a hillside when my Jesus fed 5,000 people. And that story is what brought me to the food pantry when I read that one morning with fresh eyes. You know, in that story, Jesus had the disciples to gather the food. And Susan goes and procures procures food for us like crazy you can't believe how much food is down there to give to people but the disciples had to go gather it and procure it bring it to jesus he blessed it handed it back to the disciples and they distributed it and i think that's our model our scriptural model for what we're doing down there i see it in the scripture and i see god blessing what we're doing because we're not just giving out groceries we're not just giving out natural bread. We're giving out the very bread of heaven. His name is Jesus. He called himself the bread of life. And he brings life to those people when we tell them about Jesus. And it's just, it's just astounding some of the things that we see him do down there with food. Um, you know, like I said, he's got a feeding program. One of my favorite stories that Jesus told is about some sparrows. He talked about another feeding program that he had. And he said, my father feeds those sparrows. And people are so much more valuable than those sparrows. What makes you think he won't feed you? What makes you think he won't take care of you? And he said, there's not one sparrow that falls that the father doesn't know of it. So I want you to know. That when we are serving those people down there, we see how precious they are to the Father. They may not see it. But you see, it's real easy to get somebody saved when you tell them how valuable they are. That the King of Glory would come down here and die on a cruel cross and purchase their souls. And you know, those sparrows love to sing. And what I've noticed... When people come in the food pantry and they've lost their song, or maybe they've never had that song, we had a, a, a wonderful time of worship where we were singing 
to the Lord like sparrows. We were worshiping him. And that's what we were created to do. And so were those sparrows. But when people lose their song, or maybe the devil has stolen their song, God sends his disciples to distribute hope, not just groceries, but hope, encouragement. Because discouragement will will win every time if we don't give hope. And, you know, we're lending people our faith. But without hope, you can't have faith. Because the Bible says Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So our hope is in that we are not alone. And our message is that Jesus saves and that Jesus feeds people and he takes care of people. And we are his hands and we are his feet. We are his disciples distributing his grace to these people. I wanted to tell you about that young man that was gloriously rededicated. You know, he was homeless and he left there with housing. He, we had, we, we found housing. God did that. And you know, we got a lot of homeless people that come to us and senior citizens and single parents and men that can't find jobs. I had them come to my table and cry because they had to come to us for food to feed their family. I've heard a lot of sad and crushing stories down there. But I know this. You know, there's a song based on that sparrow that Jesus talked about. And at Billy Graham's Crusades, it was sung a lot. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. And that's the song when I prayed about what I was supposed to say to you. That's the song that kept coming to me. His eyes on the sparrow and he's watching us and he's watching what we do and he's taking care of people and he's given us the privilege to help him to do that. You know, one woman came in and I got to pray with her and her need was a refrigerator and we prayed. I added my faith to her faith and I ministered hope and faith to her best I could that week she got a refrigerator so the next week she comes back and we are dancing down in the food pantry for a refrigerator <laughs> but God has his eye on the sparrow he knows what we need and he had to bring it from another state it but it was free it didn't fall out of heaven but it was free and we rejoiced over that. I mean, I get tickled at the things that God does down there. But my most astounding story, I mean, God just surprises us with grace and mercy. Um, a woman came to my table, and I believe that God orchestrates who comes to me and to the different other ones. You know, I have a hero out here. She's nearly 80 years old, and she's still serving down in the food pantry. I want to be doing it when I'm 80. <laughs> Martha, I love you. Uh, anyway, she came to my table and she said, you know, my husband pointed you out to me because five or six weeks ago he came in here for food for our family and he said you prayed with him. And then she told this story. She said, uh, I had left him and I knew who she was talking about as her husband. I left him for drugs and I left my baby and I went into a deep and dark hole, a black hole. And she said, he remembers the day you prayed with him. And I called her back to her right mind. I called her home. 
We prayed earnestly. And the Bible says that the prayer of an earnest, uh, the earnest prayers of a righteous one will avail much. She's sitting there at my table telling me that the day that her husband and I prayed, God began to deliver her, that she was thoroughly delivered. Listen, she was preaching Jesus to me. She was so full of Jesus. It's an amazing story, what God can do. He will pursue us. He will go after us. He wants to feed us and take care of us. And when we get that in our hearts, that he wants to do that for us and for others, we're on that feeding program. You know, that's an amazing story. But a lot of people get saved down there in the food pantry. And then they come up here and they worship with us. We're not just giving them a handout. We're giving them literally a hand up. They're coming up here and they're worshiping. And they're getting baptized. And I've been baptizing some of them. I can't hardly believe I get to do that. But it's a joy to get to baptize people. And, you know, when they've lost their song, and we are able to give them some hope and they start singing because they're happy, because they're free, because his eye is on the sparrow and they know he's watching over them. I love to stand when we're worshiping, look around and see some of those people that have come from down there singing a song, raising their wings to heaven and praising the Lord. Carolyn is one that was came up here and she's worshiping with us now and uh i got to baptize carolyn and she was sitting during the healing meetings and she had this broken wing y'all she had an elbow that she had broken years ago and it, her arm didn't work so very good but while she was sitting up here worshiping and studying and and availing herself to the lord god healed her elbow and carolyn show them your elbow See, our God saves. Our God heals. You know what? We're passing out healing bread down there. We, we are. But you know what? There's another feeding program. And I can't hardly wait. It's called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And I want you all to be there with me. And I want to be there. And I want to, I just, I just want to be passionate till he comes. And I want to see people helped and people loved because I really believe that when that bread comes into your body and gives you energy, you're going to reach out and grab a friend and bring them with you in Jesus name. Thank y'all for letting me share. I'll get back her back up here in just a second. No, my, no, you know, in our weakness, he is made strong. And we do constantly give all the praise and glory to Jesus. And that's why I have to give another Jesus disclaimer down there at the pantry. Because they're like, I've had complaints, so call the office. Now listen, I, I thank you for the food, but the Jesus stuff, oh my goodness, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And so my disclaimer is this, without Jesus, none of this would be possible. <laughs> without Jesus, I wouldn't want to feed you. And without Jesus, I wouldn't be down here. But the ministry team and everybody there, I tell everybody there, my ministry team is secure. Uh, we know God loves us whether we're here or not. And so we're not forced to be here. We're here to, to serve with you. We're not serving you people. We're serving with you. That I believe that down there is a, a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. And that it is red and yellow, black and white, rich and poor. And that's what it looks like. And Brother Ed even reminded me a while back about we just need to ditch that little picture of Jesus holding the lamb, you know, and just look in the mirror. Because I tell you, 
that was what I, when I saw all of you, I'm like, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. And listen, if you if you want to deal with not being worthy to to preach the gospel, jump in jump in the car with me. If you don't feel like you're able because you have some issue in your life, that that, that that's all of us. Was there only one perfect person in this world, right? And so all of us will all be imperfect until we, we see him. Is that correct? And so if there's something in you right now that you're saying, well, that's in the way of me serving, I would say that's a lie. I would say you're designed to serve. In fact, I'd like to prophesy to you right now and say that you're absolutely amazing. You're designed to heal from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. There's nobody in the world like you. They can't compare you to anyone you have gifts that nobody else has, and you'll see people that we'll never see. You'll talk to people that will never enter into this church, ever, because you are the church, and we're going to go to them. And I felt like my call, and I, you know, every Friday my call is to a bunch of people that don't go here, but my call today is to my family. It's to you. And I know, like, man, I, I tell you, people have showed up, and there's been times where, Ministry people couldn't come, and, and Junior and I, man, we loaded food, prayed for people, and we did it by ourselves, and it was no fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it was horrible. Now I walk in, and I have like five people working in the coffee shop, seven or eight ministers, and like you go in the back, and there's like barely room to walk around because everybody's there to work and help. And uh, Casey's like, I don't know if we can fit any more people. I'm like, we need more people. We need more. I want to outnumber all these guys down there. I just want to be, I want to be, I want to show them love from the second they walk in the door until the second they leave. And so one of the main reasons why I think we're seeing miracles down there is because you really have to humble yourself to come get food. You do. And even the ones that you can tell they don't want to, they do. And it sucks. And I, Sorry, Preston. I haven't even introduced my son. We'll get to that. I'll have him come up here and pray for everybody in a minute. But the other reason why I believe we're seeing miracles is because the team down there, we believe in miracles. And so that we're praying for them all the time. And so while we see, uh, we see certain things, I mean, we'll pray sometimes, and uh, the, the doors will open, heaven will part, and you know, everything's ha- uh, amazing. And sometimes we pray, and, and nothing happens. The next time they come, nothing may happen. Then the next time they come, they might get their hip healed. And the next time they come, they've had... We, listen, I had one man healed like four different times. Radical healings. Uh, you just would have... You could just sit back and say, oh, my goodness, God, I mean, I had no idea it would look like this. Uh, about three weeks ago, Rita was praying for a sweet lady. And man, she just started getting a touch from the Lord. And uh, she, she couldn't stand, couldn't hardly walk. She was on a cane. And, uh, and I just walked around the corner, and, and Reetha and her were just celebrating. They're like, man, she's just getting a little healing. And I was like, man, that's awesome. And I just, I just felt like I needed to pray for her a little longer. And so I looked down the hallway, and there's like 20 people waiting for food. And I said, well, we're not in a rush. Let's go over here and pray for a second. Uh, I said, what's going on? She said, my shoulder's hurting so bad. My back's hurting. I said, well, sister. A lot of the times I see uh, shoulder pain when people are worried about their, their kids in jail or something like that. Is your son in jail or anything? She was like, yes, my son's in jail. 
And it's a horrible situation. I said, in the back pain, I see a lot of that back pain leave when uh, people forgive people. So is there anybody that, that's hurt you? She said, somebody wronged my son, and they lied, and that's why he's in jail. I said, well, let's just take a minute. We're just going to bless those guys. We're going to pray for them, and we're just going to just let God take care of the situation. We began to pray for him. She started crying. Listen, her back pain left. Her knee pain left. Something else. She couldn't raise her arms. It left. And I was sitting there holding her cane. She stood up. She was like, how does this happen? We were like, Jesus. And she goes, Jesus Christ. I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, oh. I was sitting there holding her cane. I was like, what do you want to do with this? She said, I'm going to give it away. I was like, give it away. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that same time. You know, we, uh, Casey and I were walking, and we were, uh, right after I pray for everybody, I usually bounce out, and I run from the front to the back the whole time. The ministry team, they get to stay put and minister. Uh, all the guys in the back, we're loading boxes, and uh, I'm going to tell you, we've probably seen just as many miracles on that porch as we have in the ministry area. I believe, you know, after they've come through and they they get prayed for, and they get some healing. They get some more relief. We walk out there like, man, how are you doing? They're like, man, I feel good. They've just gotten some food. They've gotten some prayer. And we just get that opportunity, that last chance, just to invite them to church, to uh, pray for them. They now seem to trust you a little more. And, and you just, they know, you're, they know you're, you're in it just to love them. Uh, I, you know, we started out in the children's ministry. We've probably just done about every ministry here. Uh, we love kids. We, that's been my heart, and I, I've always believed that that's the future of our church. Uh, and so whenever I see, whenever I, down at the pantry, when I see the children, I cannot relate to them. I mean, I, my parents love me. I grew up in a, an amazing home. Some of the things I see down there, you've been sending those kids home back with their parents. You want to just take them all, you know? And so while, you know, while we do see the miracles down there, we, we see a lot of hurts and a lot of needs. Oh, my. I'll tell you this. If you've got issues going on and you come down and serve with us at the, at the food pantry, you will not be able to go home with your own issues, and you will not think about them the same way. Uh, if you have problems and money can fix it, you really don't have that kind of problems, right? Now, we're dealing with things that money could not fix if they had all the money in the world. So that we've got to point them to a Savior, right? And so while we have food and while we have all these amazing things down there, uh, the most important thing that we, we even see and that, we, that people get is we see people get saved every single time we open the doors down there. I've got stacks of cards just of salvations and rededications. A lot of them, they may never come here. Uh, some people don't live here. You know, and some of the times, uh, you know, people even say to me, I don't even know how you serve with those people. I don't know if I, how I can mess with them. We have the most diverse group of people you've ever seen. I've got sweet grandmothers that their kids have gone to jail and they've now just taken on four kids. I've got uh, guys that have lost their job recently. We've got people that couldn't get a job to save their life. We've got guys that are homeless. And when I first started this ministry, to me, they were a bunch of homeless guys, and I, I couldn't understand it. And I was that guy like, look, get a job. You're able. You're, 
You can do this. And how'd you even end up homeless? I mean, there's work everywhere. I go talk to my brother. I say, how'd you end up on the streets? Oh, my wife and my son died in a car wreck and I lost it. That's it. I'll go get a job. I don't know if I would recover and I don't know if I'd be half the man that he is. And so now that I know all these guys, they're named Billy, they're named Larry, they're named Mike, they're named John, they're named Sharon, named Karen. They are real people to me. And I really want to help them. And so that's what we see down there. I have just uh, kids, children, teenagers, uh, you name it, it's down there. Uh, there's not just a bunch of uh, drug addicts and things like that, which we know how you end up with a, a good old drug problem. <laughs> I've had enough problems in my life half the time. I told Casey, maybe I should pick up a little heroin addiction to justify for all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I make some really rough decisions. Uh, I would stand down there and give everybody financial advice, but uh, I'll just say, no, thank you. <laughs> That's not what I can give right now. Um, and so... Uh, we give what we can. And each person in there, when I'm, when I'm talking to them, I know they most likely don't have any money, so I'm not asking them to give money. And when I had money in my life, it was really easy for me to give that. Uh, now that I have no money, it's a lot harder for me to give myself and to lay it out there and to drop these guys off in tents and then cry on the way home uh, and say, God, use me. And so... I've said, God, use me. I've dedicated my life to this. Uh, and I hope you say the same thing. The ones that have said that with me, they're seeing God move. I have a lot of scriptures. I even had notes today. It was like a miracle that I had notes. Uh, and I thought, uh, if, I, if I start with the notes, then I'm going to have to stick with them. <laughs> oh, and I don't know how that's going to work. But my, my, my call is simple. It's to love God, love people. And my dad asked me about six months ago to really do something on the missions. And the more I prayed about it, it was like, no, it's just the mission. It's Jesus 24-7. It doesn't really stop. And so while we have the food pantry, a lot of you may never ever come to the food pantry. You may not ever fit there. But I will tell you, if you're going to go to school this week, you're going to be sitting next to a lot of hurting people. If you're going to go to work this week, you're going to be around people that have no idea who they are. If you're going to walk out of this, out of this building, you're going to see so many hurting people. And just say, God, use me. Around you girls, around you ladies. You know, we give people food and we see miracles. And do you think all their situation changes when they leave the when they leave the drawer? When they leave there with a the box of food, you think everything's fixed. Alright, so so what I've got to do is I've got to get them in a place to have their mind transformed. Well, who can transform their mind? It's the only thing I got to offer really down there. And so what I would say is this I've given away a lot of things in my life. I've given away food, Bibles, we've been on mission trips all over. I've given away a lot of things. But by far, the most amazing thing that I've given away 
and is free is prayer. We have saved thousands and thousands of dollars in bills down there, uh, hospital bills and psychiatry bills when they get free and when they get healed. When they find Jesus, even though their situation hadn't changed, everything in the way they think starts to transform. It changes everything. And so it's like, like I want to give you I want to give you the food. I love uh, uh, the food's great. Uh, it's going to end up in the trash of the toilet. But here we've got miracles. We've got salvation. If you need that, that's here too. So in this place on 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 Sundays, what do you need? You need to come worship God. You need a miracle. You just want to hear the pastor give a good message. Listen, we have the best pastor in all the world. <laughs> no. I'm a little biased, <laughs> uh, but I'll tell, I'll tell everybody that I don't uh, come here because my parents are the pastor. I come here because I've never been to a church like this, ever. I've never been to a church like this. I've never been surrounded by people that care more about people, that care and just actually go and do uh, from the ministries. How many people, are, if, raise your hand if you're involved in a ministry outside of Freedom Fellowship here. It's everywhere. I mean, it's like, that's our body. It's our body of believers. You know, if you want to get plugged in, we're, we're starting to do so many things. Uh, all these guys going to Mexico, they're, they're going with, with people that I love. Uh, we, we pretty much have something for you to get involved in and see here every, just about every day of the week or every time something's going on. Oh. Somebody actually took my little notes. Not that I'm going to start using them now. But I had several scriptures. First uh, Peter 4. Yeah, you took my notes. <laughs> I had told Casey I'd typed out this long introduction. I was like, well, that's going to take me like two minutes <laughs> to say. But I did have a long sheet. Uh, these are just scriptures we live by down here at the pantry. Matthew 22. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, to love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. (laughs) We live by this. Uh, Yeah, the humility. James 4, 7. (laughs) I think the last time that I was asked to preach, I was standing next to uh, Paul Garcia in Mexico. And we were just standing there about to worship the Lord. And he said, hey, you ready to preach? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And that was about how it went. Uh, I said, Roy, you ready to translate? Yeah, we saw so many people healed that night. Uh, I don't know. A new t-shirt design that I'm working on. Where's that one at? The you are loved. Hey, does everybody like that? I showed it to my my brother in love, and he looked at it and was like, "You are lo- lovely." I said, "Yeah, that's that's the idea. You have to think about it. Then might you might actually figure it out. You are loved. That's going to be our next deal." And the last deal. 
Oh my. We're going to have prayer time today. Well, my last really request is this. And, and I did want to have some prayer time today because we have been seeing God move. Uh, it's beyond my faith level. I've been saying, God, give me more faith. Uh, without you, this ain't going to work. But the last deal that I got here before we go is Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. I bet you a lot of you guys know that little scripture. It's our last call. And so a lot of the times I feel like I've put, uh, I may put Jesus on a pedestal that he was so awesome. He was the son of God. There's nothing I could ever attain to even get close to, even be worthy to pray for people. So we're just going to look at the disciples for a second. <laughs> they were all pretty rough, right? Now, they were very imperfect. Up to the last minute, you know, Jesus is like, Satan, get behind me. You know, Peter's denying him. And that would be the rock. And so that's my example is a bunch of rough disciples. So if you're rough around the edges and you can relate to the disciples, let's go do this deal. The last commission is this. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, that I'm with you always even to the end of the age. Whenever I read the Old Testament, whenever I'm, re I'm reading the Bible, and they're waiting, the only thing they're waiting on is the Lord. They're not waiting on something to happen, not waiting on the next paycheck or the next job or, or anything like that. They're just waiting on the Lord. So today, if you've been waiting on the Lord, I would just ask you to... Uh, just to bow your head with me. And let's just pray. Just for a second and just see what God's going to do in this place. Because I don't want to leave here uh, without giving him a chance to move. I'm done talking. Thank you, Father. Well, Father, we love you. And we thank you for who you are. We praise your name today. Forgive us what we failed you, Lord. We just lay these burdens at your feet today. Thank you, Father. We lift up your name today, Father. The name above all names. Thank you, Father. If anybody just can't take it right now, just to... If you're really at the end of your ropes today, I would say I've been there. Ministry team, will you go ahead and come up? You know, I believe that uh, if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, that God's called you to lay your hands on the sick and they would recover. Uh, the ministry team here at Freedom Fellowship is not special or above anybody. They are just people that we've known for years and we love and trust and we know how they pray. That's why they're up here. Uh, when we leave this place, you're all on the ministry team. Is that correct? Amen. Oh. 
if you're hurting today, if you have any pain in your body, I'm going to tell you, we've seen some amazing things. We've seen people healed over multiple times. We've seen it leave instantly, and we've seen it leave the next morning. Uh, but I have, uh, I study the health, and I know all about the body. But some of the most amazing miracles I've seen defy all that I know. So if you're hurting today, come on down. Come stand with one of the ministry team. Just let them pray for you. We've seen uh, back pain leave. And if you have a knee pain or any, any shoulder pain, just come on down. to close when, we, when we're closing out we're just going to close out with uh, really praising and worshiping the day and if you need to leave and you've got to go just you can bounce out quietly but if you need prayer today we are not going to leave until we're done praying <laughs> I know we ask for revival in America but it takes our time so I don't know what it's going to take to have one here so let's just start with a revival in your heart today He was healed of hip pain one time. He came back in. He was healed of shoulder pain. He never had even told anybody he was deaf. He walked past Susan and Wes, and they said, the Lord told me to pray for your ears. He said, yeah, I had a, a bomb blow up next to me. I, I've been deaf since like 98. And they just touched his ears, and his hearing came back, and he just started bawling like a baby. I thought, Lord, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.